This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Horse racing, like many other industries, has been severely impacted by the presence of the COVID pandemic. As a recent downgrade to a gray zone saw Ontario harness race tracks, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Flamborough Downs, and Redo Carlton be forced to stop racing. And then this week's government stay-at-home order has preempted Woodbine's plans to open their thoroughbred racing season on April 17th. Despite the many challenges the horse racing industry in the province has continued to endure, it remains resilient and one person who stays optimistic about its future is John Hayes, Ontario Racing's independent chair, a position that he has held since 2018. John will join us today and share his optimism and also in part on how Ontario Racing, acting as a voice for horse racing in the province, continues to work in unison with the other racing industry participants and shareholders to ensure that the best interests of horse racing are always a top priority. Also on the show today, we will catch up once again with Santa Anita Parks General manager Nate Newby, who Santa Anita Racetrack last week hosted one of their major signature events of the racing season, the Santa Anita Derby. And for the first time in over a year, there was limited live spectators in attendance. Yes, they came, they bet. A record handle to be exact, and shortly we will hear more from Nate on not only the significant race day, but what else we can look forward to as the Santa Anita race meet continues. And finally, while he's back, my co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting opportunities and provide a betting gem or two at some of the North America's tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI account and your Dark Horse accounts all ready to go for some heavy-duty betting action. That's why HPI and Dark Horse are so great days like today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news. It's Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you to my co-host, expert in all things ponies, Larry Simpson and Larry, last weekend was a big, big weekend for Kentucky prep races. The Bluegrass at Keeneland and many others with a lot in the line if they want to be racing in the first weekend of May. It was, and today we have uh, basically the last two. We have the Lexington Stakes, at uh, which is a small prep for the Kentucky Derby. 
But the last 100-point Kentucky Derby prep is the Arkansas Derby at uh, Oakland Park. So that's it's crunch time for these horses, uh, you know, to get into that top 20. And, and let me tell you, that Keeneland last week, the quality of the horses, the quality of races, you can tell how serious that's getting. It's a it's a great meet. Uh, Keeneland has, has always been a great meet, and it's tradition to, uh, if you're a horseman, you want to race at Keeneland in, in April, and then they have another meet in October. So it uh, has always been recognized, and you know, these uh, last couple of Saturdays, including today, is just shows you with all the extra stakes races and that. So, uh, Off the track, uh, a name familiar to a lot of people in Ontario. You want to talk about Bob Burgess? Yes, Bob Burgess uh, passed away this past week. And for people that don't know who Bob Burgess was, uh, he was a breeder, an owner, one of the founders, you could say, of the Ontario Sire Stakes program. Uh, he was actually kind of a mentor to me uh, when I graduated from college in 78 and was trying to take the racing world by storm. He kind of took me under. You still his, have. Well, he kind of took me under his arm and said, like, settle down. And uh, <laughs> But uh, he uh, had Cantario Farms, which uh, uh, was a, a major breeding operation, major supplier of yearlings, you could say, to the uh, Ontario Sire Stakes program. And they also owned uh, horses. They had a racing stable with his partner, John McDonald, who also was a uh, his legal partner because Bob was a lawyer. But uh, Bob kind of made headlines originally because he brought a horse by the name of Balanced Image into Ontario. And Balanced Image was a basically almost a world champion trotter. Hmm. And uh, this was the first, you could say, syndicated trotter to, to come into Ontario. And Bob was the one that put the package together on that. And then on the racing side, he had champions like Amity Chef and Frugal Gourmet and two Hamiltonian uh, winners, uh, Glidemaster and Ang- uh, Miguel Hall. And uh, his son, uh, Blair, uh, was his trainer, and Tim, uh, Blair's brother, also helped out. So you could say it was a family affair. And, and uh, uh, Bob not only became a, uh, he was a client, I looked after all his marketing and that for Cantario Farms, but... Uh, he became a good friend. Uh, we were uh, testy racquetball players, and I'm sure he's <laughs> up in heaven now, waiting to beat me again. So, uh, but uh, and Bob was inducted in the Racing Hall of Fame in 2011. So, I think you know we we look at you know what's happening in Ontario racing and that, and what the good work that they're doing, and the Ontario Sire Stakes program, which is recognized as one of the top ones in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and Bob, you could say, was one of the founders of that. So, Well, a very deserving member of the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame. Sorry for your loss, Larry. And for everyone who knew him, he uh, made quite an impact on horse racing in Ontario. And there are some other people making an equally big impact in the horse racing industry in the province as well. Well, who better to talk to today about everything going on than the esteemed John Hayes, Ontario Racing's independent chair. He's been part of it since 2018, and he is, for a lot of people, the glue holding horse racing together in the province. John, how are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful, and I likely don't. I'm likely not the glue holding things together. I'm the, I'm the guy that worries about holding things together. Well, and, and to that end, you penned a very uh, compelling piece, We Must Work Collectively, and it's going to be a team effort from everyone involved to get horse racing back on its feet post-COVID-19, John. I'm, I think I use the word proud, but uh, the board and members have been able to work pretty close together on the common goal of uh, making racing better. It's uh, an industry that looks very simple on, from the outside, but 
you know, you've got, it's like a four-legged stool with breeders, trainers, owners, and racetracks all in it together. And one of those legs goes, the other tumbles. If there's no breeders, there's no horses, then there's no trainers, and there's no racetracks. So the board has done a great job of understanding what we're going to need in the short term and longer term to keep racing viable well into the future. We just need, we just need to get past COVID. Okay, maybe for our listeners, John, you could maybe just outline some of the great work that, uh, you know, Ontario Racing has been doing, you know, to support the industry, to support the industry uh, personnel or people. And I guess this has happened starting like last year, and I, I guess it's probably going to carry on now with, with COVID, correct? The uh, racing jurisdiction in Ontario has been very lucky to have a long-term funding agreement in place with the government, which uh, allowed us to uh, compensate horse people for, I'm going to guess, roughly half their training costs uh, when we're shut down and unable to race. I don't think any any other uh, jurisdiction in North America is uh, fortuitous enough to have that kind of help. And even within that help, we had great cooperation between the standard bred, thoroughbred, and quarter horse people in working towards uh, a, a common uh, relief for the uh, care and care feeding and training of horses. That uh, what it allowed us to do basically was, when we finally got the government go ahead, uh, we can quickly return to racing with. Uh, the horses being fit and ready, but that was that was a collective effort. Many hours spent between uh, Ontario Racing, its members, the Ontario Lottery and Gaming, and the provincial government to uh, pull it off. So, despite um, all of the challenges of the last twelve months, the ups and downs, starts and restarts, you are still. Uh, very bullish and very optimistic about horse racing in this province. For a lot of listeners, probably wondering why, John, why are you so optimistic about the future of horse racing in Ontario? Before COVID, and and to some extent after COVID, uh, we were on the right track. Uh, We had uh, wagering increasing, and I'll say more about that in a second, and just a, a general upbeat and vitality within the industry. Uh, the standard bred sales, uh, horse sales, seem to be coming around nicely. I think we now have things in place that will help our thoroughbred sales and, uh, of course, quarter horse also. But it's things like, and people would know it, uh, one of the things we've done with our racing product and in today's age of technology where we're the bulk of your wagering is done basically from home. We've installed or paid to have uh, high-def production facilities at every racetrack in Ontario. So the product presented is exceptionally good of uh, first-class first quality. And in my opinion, it's one of the reasons that uh, our wagering from the U.S. has increased just because of the the quality of the product presentation. Um, at the same point uh, where we sit today with uh, COVID and racing, uh, we're not allowed spectators. So uh, without getting in, into too much detail, our uh, horse improvement programs between the three breeds are 
likely 60% funded through uh, home market wagering. So we need to get people back in the stands and in the uh, off-track wagering outlets uh, to bulk up that number. But our uh, foreign numbers have been pretty good, and we were doing exceptionally well foreign-wise before the latest or the last two shutdowns. So I'm I'm optimistic that we have a good product that's well received, and uh, the customers have taken a liking to it. You know, once again being shut down, there's no product to sell. So uh, we've got our work to do once we get the uh, go ahead to race again. But you know, John, I did, for the listeners to understand what a remarkable achievement that was for Ontario horse racing. One NHL team, the Vancouver Canucks, currently have 18 guys in their COVID protocol, and horse racing in Ontario had zero. Exactly. Exactly. My point. We, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the jockeys, trainers, drivers, grooms, everybody went above and beyond in uh, following the protocols. Consequently, we had no issues, and like I underlined, no issues with uh, uh, safety at tracks in the province. We fully support what the government's doing, but uh, we believe and uh, we're uh, making the point with government that, that we can safely operate. And that's it in a nutshell. John, uh, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, uh, obviously, Larry and I are in your corner in a huge way, and we are so impressed everything you and your organization are doing and continue to do for horse racing in this province. And Hopefully the next time we talk, the tracks are running and there's people making some big bets. Yeah, and we'll uh, give you my selections of the day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Larry's ponies picks today are hard to beat, so you got to step it up, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you, guys, and we're here to help. Thanks, John. Thanks, Take care. John. Yeah, bye now. Bye. When we come back. Santa Anita's general manager, Nate Newby, friend of the show, joins us as Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine continues, and we'll be talking about racing, and fans are back in California again. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, joined again by Nate Newby, Santa Anita's racetrack general manager, a track that last Saturday featured one of their biggest days of the season when they hosted an all-important Kentucky Derby prep, the Santa Anita Derby. Nate, welcome back to the show from California. How are you? Hey, thank you guys. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Before we get too deep into it, that was a special weekend last weekend and a big race with the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah, no, it was a big weekend for us uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, it, the timing worked out where in California, after April 1, large venues were allowed to open at limited 20% capacity. So, you know, basically Santa Anita Derby Day was our second day uh, open to the public. And so that made it even more special. But it was it was a fun day. We had about 8,000 people on track. Um, all sorts of handle was over 24 million. So really successful day. And we saw some great uh, performances. You know, what, what, Rock Your World and the Run Happy Santa Anita Derby, I think everybody was wondering how he was going to do on the dirt. And, and he answered that question pretty emphatically. Well, real quick, I mean, after so long without fans, 8,000 must have sounded like 80 to your ears. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I think all of us are not used to being around a big crowd for the last year. So uh, having 8,000 people in the building, even though, you know, on a typical Santa Anita Derby Day, we we would have over 30,000. 8,000 felt very busy, and uh, there was a lot of energy in the building. We spread people out all over the facility and used the infield, so... I think it was very safe and, and people had a good time, but it's, it's amazing the energy, 8,000 people, especially when they've, uh, you know, this is probably one of the first events they've attended in the last year. They, they definitely brought the energy to the building. Besides social distancing, Nate, was there any other precautions that uh, these people had to take to, uh, to attend? You know, the crowd starts with a health check and a temperature check at the, at the uh, entrance. And then you come in and we have increased cleaning schedules. Most of the wagering was done either on your phone or self-service machine. Uh, we had a few tellers to cash in and out and, and, and that, but we encouraged self-service wagering. Um, food was all contactless ordering, so you order on your phone and then it's brought to your table or box. You don't have to get up. There's no concession stands. And then our building is primarily outdoors, but all the in, you know, front runner and some of the indoor areas were closed. I'm joined by Nate Newby, the GM of Santa Anita Park, home to the Santa Anita Racetrack and the Santa Anita Derby last week. And you talked about the handle and betting, 24 million plus bet in 12 races. That must have just pleased you to no end, Nate, to see that kind of money wagered on that day of racing. Yeah, and we were pretty excited about it. I was hoping for over 20 million, but to get over 24, that was our largest all sources handle. And I think on a Santa Anita Derby in the last 14 years. Nate, we're in, as you probably know, we're in a lockdown now, and Woodbine has been forced to postpone their opening day, which was set for April 17th. I guess our listeners would like to know, how long did it take you guys to get your, basically, government bodies on board to allow for the opening of uh, the track, like last Saturday? The health department said, if you want to race, the only way you can do it is if the jockeys are quarantined and lived on site. So we, we did that last May and were able to get back and running without fans and then, you know, just basically waiting until the numbers got low enough and, and L.A. County went into the orange tier and that was when we were able to open at, at limited capacity. But we'll have protocols in place here, you know, I think at least probably this entire season, which goes through June 20th. And, uh, you know, it'll be 
20% capacity or slightly more, but we're really spreading people out. And, and, you know, one of the big advantages of Santa Anita is we just have a massive building, so we can spread 8,000 people out pretty well. Follow them on Twitter, at Santa Anita Park, the great race place. Uh, I mean, you talk about all the different hoops you have to jump through to get back. Are you dealing with the mayor of L.A., the county administrator, the governor, Newsom? Like, how many different layers are you going through to get back to have people at Santa Anita Park? Yeah, you, you need everybody to agree, and it starts with the, the governor's office and the state guidelines, and then the county guidelines it will never be, of course, any uh, looser, but they can be more restrictive than the state guidelines. And, you know, L.A. County with 10 million people in it, they have probably some of the strictest rules in the U.S. right now. So, um, and, and in California's in pretty good shape, but they've really had uh, strict rules and, and everything shut down for most of the last year. So once you get through that, and then, of course, we have the California Horse Racing Board overseeing us. And so there's a lot of layers and a lot of oversight. Um, you know, we've had the... Uh, the health department out multiple times in the last couple of weeks and just kind of going through everything that the, the guests would go through and making sure the protocols are very tight. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of people working together to, to get the building open and, and to be able to have fans on track. You race to what, the end of June. So what can yeah. our uh, listeners and our uh, rapid betters up here in Canada look forward to at Santa Anita? Well, I think, you know, we, we the Triple Crown days are, are always solid days at Santa Anita on track-wise. We throw some pretty good parties, so I think those will be fun. And then, of course, Memorial Weekend has become a big weekend um, with the, the Gold Cup and, and uh, the, you know, there's great graded stakes all weekend. We really make a three-day celebration out of that. So we've got some big days coming up, and, and you know, having fans on track just, you know, puts a little pep in everybody's step. Now, for maybe listeners here in Canada wondering, why would you stop at the end of June? I used to live in Southern California. My dad was in the Air Force. I know about the heat. Try to explain to listeners why you guys pause at the, after the end of June at Santa Anita. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we've run through the first week of July, the latest we've run this season. And, and Arcadia is, is, you know, about an hour inland from the ocean. So it's uh, it definitely gets hot, and and so the horses, will, you know, there's a, a short meet at Los Alamitos, and then they head down to Del Mar, and of course, right on the beach. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a more comfortable spot to be running in in July and August. How's the horse population at Santa Anita now? You know, it's 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 good. We're having a good meet. We're up in in handle and and uh, field size, but we're definitely, you know, California. It, it still needs, you know, none of us are are satisfied with our product right now, and. You know, our racing office, Chris Murs and his team, and he was working with the, the Del Mar racing office to really go out. And we just need to recruit some new barns and some more horses to come out west and, and you know, do the circuit. So it's uh, it's something we're working on. We the, the good news is, is we were able to raise purses 10% this season, and uh, purse accounts in good shape. So, you know, there's recruitment money, and they're trying to bring up barns out, and we'd love to get back to four days a week. So that's that's what we're focused on. I have to ask you, as a very well-known sportscaster in the United States, Jim Rome, does he still own horses? Does he still run at Santa Anita? It's funny, yeah. Jim won a race at Santa Anita a couple of weeks ago. He came out for it. He's been out a couple of times this season, uh, he and his wife, Janet. So he's, he's into it. He was really pumped up. Uh, I think the horse's name is Jajetta. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but he uh, won, a, won a race out at Santa Anita, and, and he was pretty pumped about it. It was fun to see him. Nate, always a pleasure. Continue good success in Santa Anita. We'll be watching closely the rest of the season. All the best. Take care, my friend. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. we Will do.
After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America. So make sure that your Dark Horse app and your HBI accounts are ready to work overtime. You know what that means? Larry's Ponies picks the day next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, yes. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and possible betting gems? Larry giving us his Pony Picks of the Day, Dark Horse, HPI, Get your accounts ready because Larry's going to make you some money. Larry, take it away. Oh, my God. You put too much pressure on me, Jim. Well, you do every week. I try. I try hard. So, But uh, let's try Oakland Park. It's home of today's feature, the Million Dollar Arkansas Derby, the last 100-point. Uh, big race. Big race, 100-point uh, Kentucky Derby prep. The favorite is a horse by the name of Concert Tour, and, yes, he deserves to be favorite. He's had three starts and three wins. But, you know, I, he's going to have short odds today, and uh, I don't think it's going to make him very appealing. Uh, you know, sure, he's he's already qualified for the Kentucky But Derby. not a big payout. He's not going to have a big payout. Yeah, he, he's the horse to beat. He's the one with the target on his back and that. But I'm going to take a shot with the number one horse, Superstock. Um, this uh, is only his second start of the year. His first was a uh, fourth-place finish against Concert Tour in the Rebel Stakes uh, a few weeks ago. And since then, this horse has been working very well. Uh, he's trained by Steve Asmussen, one of the top trainers in North America. And uh, jockey Ricardo Santana, who is Steve's uh, go-to rider, is back on this horse uh, today. So, but I think what's more important is Superstock is on the bubble. He's got a few points for the Kentucky Derby. He needs a win or at least a second-place finish to to make it into that top 20. So... Uh, and this is going to be his last opportunity, and basically it's the last opportunity for all these horses in, in this race. So uh, I'm going to look back at this horse's two-year-old races. He he raced very well. He's had one start. He raced decently, finishing fourth to uh, uh, the, the favorite in today's race. So I think he's going to do some damage today. So race 12, Oakland Park, the million-dollar Arkansas Derby, number one super stock. Now, just a quick betting strategy tip before we get to your next pick. A horse like this, would, would, should I go win, place, and show just because to cover my bets because there's one prohibitive favorite in it? Well, there's a short field, so I would maybe go win and place. Win and place. Win and place. I, I don't think I, I would bet the show pool unless, okay. unless the favorite runs off the board, and I can't see him. I can see him maybe getting beat. But I, I think he's going to finish in the money. So win and place would be a, would be a good bet for Perfect. a horse like this. Next. Uh, Santa Anita. Oh, yeah. Santa Anita. Nate. Nate. Yeah, I figured to, in tribute to Nate. Uh, race nine is a maiden claimer for three-year-old fillies, six furlongs on the dirt. 
The number five horse, Ensley's Dream, is dropping in class today. And uh, he's been working quite uh, well and racing quite well uh, in higher classes. So I think with today's drop, uh, should we get the job done? I like the works uh, since her last race. The switch to a jockey that is known to be a, a front-end jockey, uh, the front-end rider. And uh, this is also her third uh, race off the shelf. So race nine, Santa Anita, number five, Ensley's Dream. And uh, it was quite interesting from Nate mentioning that really they're into their last couple months of racing as they shut it down at the end of June because of the steep California heat. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, things get cranked up here in this province as they start shutting it down. Exactly, exactly. That's what it can only hope is that we are just fingers crossed to get harness racing and thoroughbred racing back on track in Ontario where it belongs. As always, thanks for joining us on this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, and it's a beautiful one, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash pony. Stick around 105.9 the region all weekend long. We'll be back here Monday morning. Don't forget, HPI and Dark Horse, you're going to need your accounts today because a lot of the great picks that Larry gave us and the great information from Santa Anita. The Feed York Region's only magazine show is coming up next with the legend Ann Warmer. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Enjoy the horse racing. It's going to be a great weekend. Loving it. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.